Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. I feel like it was fun for a day to watch Nancy Pelosi resign her leadership position within the Democrat Party in the House of Representatives. Conservatives celebrated everywhere. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. The swamp queen is no more. And she won't be our problem. Here's the problem. She is not going away. What she can't stand at this point is to be part of a minority leadership and sit there and bang heads with new people, with Kevin McCarthy and all of the things that are going on. This is, I know, I know her too well. I've seen her act too many times. I know exactly what Nancy Pelosi is up to. She is going to continue to serve in Congress. She's going to do a victory lap. You're going to see her on 60 Minutes. You're going to see the release of her documentary that she had the hubris to have her daughter put together for her. They've been following her for years now, making a documentary. She sees herself as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, this Democrat, um, groundbreaking, glass ceiling shattering figure that is going to be memorialized on Mount Rushmore, first woman on Mount Rushmore. And that's what she thinks she is. You're going to get sick of seeing all this and hearing all this. It's coming from everywhere and it is not going away. She will not fade. She will not be gone. Behind the scenes, she's going to try to be like the puppet master with Akeem Jeffries and teach him and show him how to be the shifty, nasty, dishonest leader of the Democrat Party that she has always been. Oh, if only it were so simple as her saying, I'm not going to be in leadership. I'm out of here. And I just want to serve the people of San Francisco by showing up and voting yes or voting no. That is not happening. Nancy Pelosi is the politician a Republican could never be. No Republican could ever get away with her antics. No Republican could be Speaker of the House and sit there behind the president. Do you think, do you think Kevin McCarthy at the State of the Union address this year can sit behind Joe Biden and tear up his speech in front of everyone? Do you think that's possible? And not only get away with it, basically be idolized and lifted up onto a pedestal. No, this is pathetic. And even on her way out, she showed a complete lack of dignity and class by saying it was her honor to work in leadership for the Democrat Party under three presidents when she actually was in a leadership position under four presidents. Clearly a shot at Donald Trump that she recognizes the other presidents she worked with. She tore up his State of the Union. He drives her crazy she is as dishonest as they get. She's the example of everything that's wrong with America. You don't have to follow the rules. You don't have to follow decorum. You can do what you want. You can steal. You can spend. You can grift from the American taxpayers. You can cheat on insider information with stock trades. She has done all of that. We hate that about her. We hate that about Republicans that do that. Most people I know don't like Mitch McConnell much these days, don't care for Kevin McCarthy all that much. And it's not just because they're not far enough right politically. It's because they're part of a system we don't like. We don't like the swamp. We don't like the grifting. We don't like the career politicians. We don't like the people who spend our money like it's their money and don't really care about any of the process. They've forgotten who we are. They've forgotten where they came from. We don't like those people. Nancy Pelosi is the epitome of that. Donald Trump 
is the antithesis of that. He's totally the opposite. He's an outsider that never needed the money, that didn't need to be in politics to enrich himself or to do things for himself. It's always been for the American people, for his voters. This is what he's done. It's never been advancing anything other than America. And to be honest, if Trump had focused for four years on, boy, politics above all else, let's advance the Republican Party, we'd still be in charge. If Donald Trump had put all his energy of four years into building the party and advancing the party and long-lasting conservatism, it would have worked. And this is where really good people in politics differ from really bad people. Really bad people work every day for the betterment of their party, and they don't give a flip about the country. They just enrich themselves and do whatever they have to do to grow their party and stay in power. That's what Democrats are all about. That is not and never has been what Donald Trump is all about. That became the biggest threat Nancy Pelosi had ever seen in Washington, D.C., and led her to her antics, her, her pathetic, childish antics of tearing up a speech, of resigning her leadership position on Thursday, saying she served under three presidents. It's just one stupid, childish junior high stunt after another with this woman. And the only nice thing I can say about her is she was exceedingly effective at what she does. It's maddening to people of the other party. It's maddening to the American taxpayer. It should be maddening to every American citizen that all she has done in all her time there is try to help herself and her party. That's it. It was never about America. It was never about the people of America. It's never been about the working class or the middle class or the things that they say. It's never been about religion, and she was quoting religion in her speech. It's never been any of that. It's never been about God and country. It's been about Pelosi and Pelosi, which should have been a law firm many, many years ago instead of what we got. I would say good riddance, but she is not gone. There's no way she's gone. She can't do that. She may, at some point during this term, say she's not running again and handpick her successor. This will probably be the end, but while she's around, you are going to get sick to the stomach of all the interviews she's going to do. She's going to be a distraction for Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries is going to take over this party. By the way, he's a classic election denier. He invented election denial. The Democrats are going to go with the all-time election denier who has said Trump is an illegitimate president. The Russians elected him in 2016. Hakeem Jeffries' election denial tops anything you've ever seen from any Republican, ever, including Trump. Like, this guy's off his freaking rocker. He's nuts. He's so far left. This party's going to screw up over time. I will look forward to the day that Pelosi is not there and has no influence. Because when these young, crazy far-left people take this party over, they're going to drive it into a ditch. They will. We know what they're going to do. They're going to be locked in on nothing but unimportant issues that do not matter to any American voter over the age of 25 or 30. And it's going to crush them. They will do it. They will go too far. We know they will. Ultimately, that's the check and the balance in our system is one party goes too far and the voters become the check and the balance. And I think that will happen, but it's not, it's not going to happen, I don't think, in the next two years. It's a long-term proposition. Nancy's got to be gone. She is shrewd and smart and cunning and mean and diabolical. And I'm saying that all in a positive way toward her because I wish to God 
we had a woman that was conservative that could run the house like this. Because, by the way, when you're a woman, not saying anything nobody knows here, they don't come after you like they do when you're a guy. Like if a woman was as bombastic as Trump, Nancy, uh, Carrie Lake, or something like that, as bombastic as Trump, yes, they would. she would get hit from the left. But it would never be what Trump got. Never, never, ever. So Pelosi was able to dodge some of those things and mostly get away with it. Her legacy? Well, her legacy is what she leaves behind. I, I mean, truly, just gauge where America is today, the day that she resigned her leadership position. She got everything she wanted. She did. She got Trump out. She got $90 billion to Ukraine. She got student loan forgiveness. She got a huge Green New Deal. She got three or four different stimulus plans where we just printed hundreds of billions of dollars, over trillions of dollars, and just gave it away to get votes and stay in power. And they have largely stayed in power. It has worked. They have won elections. And we have a recession and rising crime and inflation and open border. You know all the problems that we have. This is her legacy. That's where she leaves us. Look, I've seen this in sports, and I know that this is not a great comp, but I've seen this in sports. I've watched coaches come in, and coaches win in a program, and they win, and they win, and they win, and they're ruthless, and they're shrewd, and they have former players that say, boy, it sucked playing for that dude, but damn, he knew what he was doing, and we won, and we won at all costs, and it didn't matter, and they'd bring in thugs, and they'd support criminals, and they'd do all these different things, and then... That coach would leave for whatever reason. A tenure was up. A lot of times it was, you know, you're just out of time here. Your act is running thin. It's running old. I think Pelosi's timing is perfect. They've lost the majority. She knows it's running thin. She knows Biden's a loser. She's gotten a lot done on her record that they're going to champion for decades in all of the history books and say she was great at getting all this stuff done. And nobody's going to remember what's left in her wake. It's called calamity. She's leaving calamity in her wake and she's walking away from it to where it won't be on her scorecard. That's truly what she's doing. She knows it's going to get worse before it gets better and it won't be on her. It is always about her. Don't ever forget that. She's gotten away with this forever and she has taught a country how to do this by following her lead. Like she's made all this money on stocks. Do you think if she lives 10 or 15 more years, do you think she's going to stop getting inside information on stocks or what's going on within Congress? She's not. Even if she walks away and is no longer a congresswoman, she's going to have people on Capitol Hill tell her, we're going to be doing this energy deal. You should buy this stock. And she's going to do that because they're going to pass laws now in Congress that you can't do what Nancy Pelosi has done for 20 years. And that is take the legislation you're getting ready to propose and know you're going to pass. And before you trot it out to everybody, you buy the stocks of the companies that are going to benefit. That's what she's done. They're going to make this illegal. Both parties are going to have to sign on to this. They're going to make that illegal, including spouses. They're going to have to do this. But she's walking away. She's going to make more and more and more. She's going to continue to get that inside information from all of her connections, and she's going to wind up with a billion dollars. It is said they have $300 million or more at this point. Nancy Pelosi lives another 15 years. She'll be a billionaire. From what? from being a congresswoman. I mean, pat the lady on the back, man. She gamed this system like nobody else. But if you're watching, 
and you're seeing what the message is in America, the message is everything should be free. It's okay. Somebody that has more money than you, you have the right to it. That's called communism. It's sharing everything, right? So her message to everyone is the government's bigger than you. We'll give you money. This company is bigger than you. They should give you this. You don't have health care, so the government should give you that. All of these different things. It's all, I deserve this. I'm equal to them. The proof is always in the pudding, and it's in the calamity left behind, including Target Corporation, the original woke company. I don't know if you remember this. But it's probably been 15 years ago. Target was one of the very first and most outrageous woke companies in America. They went all in very early. They took a hit and they silenced it. But behind the scenes, they still do it. You can also see it in their advertising. When you watch their commercials, you, it's not overtly woke, but you can see what it is. They're sending that vibe. I love this FTX guy, the San Bankman Freed that's busted. He's going to go to jail. This is a disaster. He at least said what you're not supposed to say. It's fake altruism. You tell enough people on the left that you're with them and you believe in all this woke stuff and good things will happen for you. You can enrich yourself by faking being woke. He basically said, I'm a fake wokester and ponied up with all these leftist politicians because it was going to be good for me racking up billions of dollars in my Ponzi scheme. He's saying it out loud. Just, just be woke and good things happen. If you're a corporation, be woke and the Democrats in D.C. will take care of you. That's, that's all this is. So Target's the original woke corporation. Like they were woke before woke. They've now announced they've lost $400 million so far this year from theft. You wanted a woke country. I'm sure Target's behind defunding the police. They're based in Minneapolis. They love George Floyd. He's their hero. They love defunding the police. And now Target Corporation is complaining that they've lost $400 million to theft this year which is an outrageous number, and we know what it means. Their prices will go up. They will pass the theft along to you and I. My answer, don't shop there. Don't shop at Target. CVS Pharmacy says they have a 300% increase in theft. Rite Aid in New York City, just Rite Aid in New York, has had $5 million worth of stuff stolen this quarter. Just in New York City. Home Depot says it's reorganizing its stores to lock more products up. You're going to have to find help. We've just gone through a phase in this country where they were phasing out employees, putting in scanning machines so you can scan and go without seeing a human being. And they, they are one person at 12 bucks an hour to stand there and watch 15 lanes of people checking out and try to keep, keep people from stealing stuff. This has always been a bad idea. It's bad for cutting workers, and it's cost them more to get rid of the workers in theft than it would have if they'd never, never put these self-scanners in. I truly and honestly believe we're such a lawless country now. Self-scanners are, are a dinosaur. They're gone. People are going to check you out. They are. We may even get to a point where you walk through some sort of a scanner before they hand you your cart full of whatever you just bought. On your way out, you walk through first, then we'll push your buggy through. Uh, it would work, wouldn't it? So much theft. I've, I've had people, I know people in the grocery business in Kansas City. They say the biggest problem they're having right now is not that people don't go through the lines and pay for stuff. 
It's what they don't pay for. They fake scan it. They stick something in their purse. They may go in and buy $100 worth of groceries, but they walk out with $25 worth of free stuff. And it adds up like you can't believe. And if you're self-scanning all over the place, they can't catch them. This is on them too, but it's also on a government, a society that through the pandemic and afterwards has basically taught Americans, you don't have to do anything. We've got you. You have it coming to you. Poor you. We should just pay you. You deserve it. Target Corporation has a lot of money. They're never going to miss it if you steal stuff. The government has a lot of money. They're never going to miss it if they send you a check. We see this stuff everywhere. Elon Musk puts an email out at Twitter. Very tough email. It says, check the box if you're all in. You're going to have to work your butt off. Long hours, the whole deal. If you don't check the box, check no. You're not in for coming to work every day and working long hours. And three months severance pay check will be on its way. That's, he did that. And people around the country are coming unglued that he's mean. Again, here's what you got offered if you work at Twitter. If you are all in and you're ready to work your butt off, this could be the most lucrative decision you make in your life and the most rewarding thing you've ever done. And I'm going to take care of everybody that's all in with me because I am all in. Check the box. He sent the email to every employee. Check yes, I'm in. Check no, this is not good for me. I want to work from home. I want to work 30 hours a week. I want work-life balance. I want all that. Check no, and we will send you a check for three months severance and you're gone. And people are upset with this. Uh, how else would you teach somebody to run a business with their employees? And how fair is three months pay for being a slacker that you don't even know? Like I got slackers here at this new company I bought and I'm offering them three months pay to go be slacker somewhere else and not be a slacker on my dime. Hell, that's fair. That's not fair. That's generous. That's really generous. And we've gotten to a place in this country where this is mean and unfair and doesn't work. Why? Because Elon Musk has all this money and I want mine and I shouldn't really have to work that hard for it. That's Nancy Pelosi's legacy. That's what she's leaving behind. 56% of Americans now say they believe there is crime in their neighborhood. That is the highest percentage of people who believe there's crime in their neighborhood since 1972. Everything goes back to the 70s or 80s right now. It's absolutely insane. There is a bit of good news of the pendulum swinging, and it comes from Apple TV, which is a mixed bag. There's liberal stuff on there, but there, there's seemingly, you know, Apple designs its products and phones. They want everybody around the world to buy them. They really don't want to skew toward they, they're They're... Global, they're mega. They, they want everybody on board. They want a conservative or a liberal to love their iPhone equally. With Apple TV, they see just a gold mine and money that they can make with advertising and programming and all these different things. And there's a lot of people think they're going to buy a movie studio and get the entire catalog and you know switch Universal over to Apple Studios or something like that. They optioned a book by Maggie Haberman, who's a far-left loon. She wrote a book called Confidence Man about Donald Trump. So they purchased the right to make this into a movie or a series or whatever they wanted to do. And they did this a while ago. And they have dropped, they very quietly, Apple has dropped the project. They're like, no, I think their thinking is twofold. A, nobody wants to see it. That's been beaten like a dead horse. Okay. And two, an insider at Apple is quoted as saying in an industry trade magazine, quote, 
no one in Hollywood really seems interested in touching this subject, unquote. In other words, your career matters more now than bashing Donald Trump because people who are going off and doing projects to bash Donald Trump are finding they get no ratings, no revenue, their project is a disaster. You don't want to be the executive producer of the Trump show on Apple TV that fails. You don't want that on your resume. This is capitalism at work. It's the marketplace at work. They've run it into the ground and they've failed. There you go. Different take on Nancy Pelosi. KKHI is brought to you by 360 Document Solutions. Online at 360documentsolutions.com. Mark Lindquist is just the best, man. You want to meet a guy that's conservative and loves America and is really smart and has unbelievable ideas? He's your guy. And he has ideas for your business as well. Mostly just in products for your business that will help your business. It's true. He can get you out of current leases or equipment that you have now with anything that has to do with IT, mailing systems, anything you print, any documents, he's on it. If your business is in the western part of Missouri or anywhere in the state of Kansas, 360documentsolutions.com can help you. Anyone, from car dealers to medical labs to law offices, you name it. you got an office, 360 Document Solutions can help you. 913-745-5344 is Mark Lindquist, 360documentsolutions.com. TJ Vilkanskis and his team at Back Nine Development. I'm going to be seeing, I think I'm going to see TJ here next week, uh, two weeks. Week after next, we have a little event with some of our sponsors. I think TJ is going to be there. It's always good to see TJ. I last saw him before the start of football season, late summer. It's been a while, TJ. Let's get together. I know you're busy. He really is busy. Back Nine Development is on it. They've got some unbelievable projects and can build you the most beautiful custom home you've ever seen. If you're considering that, or you've got any kind of development or investment property you're interested in, or have some land that you think could be developed, call Back Nine. He might buy it and develop it. Back9development.com. TJ's number is 785-236-0161. Back9development.com. And Advantage Termite and Pest Control, online at AdvantageTPC.com. I keep getting emails of people making the switch. I'm sure your pest control company's been fine. Do business with somebody you know, right? not some national corporation. This is locally owned and operated. They're great Americans. These are awesome people. I've been with Advantage for over 20 years. It's the only pest control company I've ever used. The best part is you sign up for their quarterly service, their annual service. And if you ever see anything in between, anything, you call them and they come take care of it. Free. They just come do it. They're like, you're part of our regular service. We got you. Oh, wow. Okay, something happened. It rained and you know a mouse came in or something. You see one, got it. You're not going to see them. You're not going to see anything. You're just not. But if you do, they got it. If a squirrel digs into your roof, they're going to come do it. They got animal control. They got everything. Advantage termite and pest control. 913-768-8989. Good dudes. All right, on to sports. The Chiefs, and Lee Sterling's going to join us in a few minutes. We'll go over the picks. The Chiefs have a really important game on Sunday night that does not feel very important, and most Chiefs fans are looking past thinking, well, probably just another win. The Chiefs are 14-3 and in their last 17 games against the Chargers. So we're accustomed to seeing the Chiefs beat this team. The problem is these teams have split the games three of the last four years. So the Chargers are capable. Herbert's beaten the Chiefs. Keenan Allen is back this time. Mike Williams is there. Their receivers are healthy. 
We know they can run the ball on the Chiefs. Bosa's out, which is a big deal, but it seems like he's always out. Khalil Mack is still there. The pass rush will be formidable. Chiefs may try to run the ball a little bit more in this game because they're dinged up at wide receiver. McCole Hardman's been placed on the IR. Juju Smith-Schuster is not playing. Frank Clark is back after his two-game suspension. That helps the Chiefs' defense. But again, dinged up at receiver. Do the Chiefs try to run the ball a little bit more in this game? Do they keep this one lower scoring? You know, the Chiefs have this tendency to always go out, and I love it. I think it's the right thing to always go out and just try to pound the other team right away. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to do that. And then you get a couple three and outs or some incomplete passes, and you've put yourself in a bad spot. You've not run any clock. You've not made the other team work. Your offense hasn't been on the field very long, and the Chiefs fall behind. We've seen them fall behind trying to do it this way. Do they come out in this game and just play the long game? And I don't mean long passes. I mean the old, you know, 14-play drive game. Let's say the Chiefs win the kickoff. They're going to hand it to Pacheco? Probably. They're going to dink and duck, try to get it. The best thing you can do, and, you know, I thought this was terrific last night. The Titans and uh, Vrabel, their coach, was interviewed after the first quarter, and he said, all we talk about is the importance of getting a first down. You get the ball, don't three and out. Get a first down. See if you can get some momentum, make a drive out of it. He said it was really important on the first drive. We got that first down. We went down and scored. The second drive, which is three and out. We can't do that. You got to get a first down. The Chiefs need to come out, get a first down if they get the ball, start moving it, maybe run a little clock. Then soften that up. You can hit them with big plays later. The Chargers are more than capable. Again, they have everything you need to beat the Chiefs. They maybe should have won at Arrowhead. This will not be easy. Division games are a beast. They're hard, even when you have a dominant record like the Chiefs. But let's be honest. Most of the games over the 14-3 and span against the Chargers have been Phillip Rivers or Justin Herbert blowing the game at the end. Most of them have been that. That's not a game plan anymore. I don't think you can go into this game Sunday night and say, you know, we're just going to play well, not make mistakes. We'll keep it close. If it's 23-20 with five minutes to go, we know the Chargers will screw up. We know Mahomes will make a play and we'll win the game. No, you have to try to go win the game. And the way to win this game is to keep the Chargers defense on the field. It really is. Run the ball a little more than usual. Run a little more clock. Keep Herbert off the field. Keep your defense fresh. These receivers are a bad matchup for Kansas City. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, maybe the toughest matchup for receivers all season long for the Chiefs. You know, they're just, they're, Keenan Allen always destroys the Chiefs, and Mike Williams is just big and physical and fast and in, incredibly difficult to cover. This should be a heck of a game. My line of the week comes from Travis Kelsey, who said about new teammate Kadarius Tony, who was, what did the Chiefs trade? A couple of kicking tees to the Giants for Tony, a former first-round draft choice. Kelsey said on his podcast, I don't know how he got out of that building, meaning New York. He's like, I don't know how this guy is on our team. I don't know how the Giants ever let him go. Kelsey said, I don't know how he got out of that building. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I agree. We saw it from the jump. I've been saying this for two weeks. How did the Chiefs get this player for nothing? How did the rest of the league not see it? Is there something wrong with him that we don't know? We've heard nothing out of New York that he you know, ripped off a target or got arrested with guns in his car or anything like that. Not that that would keep him from being a chief. We've heard none of that. Was he a bad teammate? He's been, I guess, a little injury prone, but come on, that's part of the game. You get a player like this for next to nothing. I love it. Travis Kelsey's like, dude's only been here three weeks. This is awesome.
This guy can ball. He can play. And it's always good to hear things like that from Travis Kelsey and the leaders on the team. College football this weekend, Missouri has New Mexico State. This should be an easy win. The Tigers are like a, oh my gosh, are they a 38-point favorite or something in this game? I mean, they're a huge favorite in this one and should finally get that breather. You know, this is one of the things I love about the SEC is they have these breather games. You get a non-con somewhere down the road. And yes, you start your conference games earlier, but boy, what a great thing to have this time of year. You know, especially for Missouri. Let's say Missouri goes out and wins this game 47-13. They're going to feel great. They got Arkansas next week. That's bowl eligibility on the line. Arkansas has been a teeter-totter, man. They're just, go. good luck trying to figure out Arkansas. We know what Missouri's been. Missouri, with the exception of a game at Tennessee and a game at Kansas State, has been tremendous defensively. They've been in every game. They lack a little bit on the offensive side to pull the game out. Brady Cook just hasn't developed into the guy that wins games at the end. He hasn't been that guy. That's not a knock. He could easily become that guy. You can't believe how much better college players get as they go. So he could become that guy. But it's been all these close calls for Missouri. Let's say they roll one this week. The confidence they may have to just go out and steamroll Arkansas. It matters. And confidence matters. So this is a great time to play this game. Go just smoke this opponent and feel great going into the Arkansas game. Kansas hosts Texas, and, you know, the line's nine here. Texas is a big favorite. Texas has probably the most draft choices in the league is the best way to describe it. They have a running back that's really hard to tackle. I mean, Bijan Robinson ought to run for 200 yards in this game. I don't know how Kansas is going to tackle this guy. I don't. I wouldn't be throwing the ball a whole lot if I was Texas. I'd come up, and this is like having, this is better than having Derrick Henry against the Chiefs or any other team. I mean, Robinson against KU's defense should just be a complete mismatch. He ought to be just able to run right over them. And you would think Texas is going to do that. KU's defense isn't very good. But I think Kansas can score again in this game. I think we got a ball game here. And it's going to go into the upper 20s or maybe even into the 30s for both teams. The revenge here is Texas lost to Kansas last year. But you know what? It stung then, and people were like, ha-ha, you lost to Kansas. You don't look back at that game now and go, ha-ha, you lost to Kansas, do you? No, and Kansas almost beat Oklahoma last year. You just don't look back now and go, ha-ha, Texas lost to Kansas. So, look, KU has to know that Texas is bringing its A game. They're going to bring it. If Texas ever brings it, they're going to bring it this time. Crazy part of this one? Every Kansas State fan everywhere is going to be rooting for KU. If KU can beat Texas, Kansas State just needs to win this week or next week, one, not two, and they're in the Big 12 title game. That's it. That's all it takes. It can be done this Saturday. Kansas State plays at West Virginia. Will Howard is the starting quarterback. He's only started one game this year, and they won 48-0. That was against Oklahoma State, a ranked team at the time. West Virginia is not a ranked team. They're 4-6. and six. Look, they're good against the run. That's about the only thing I can say good about West Virginia. They play two quarterbacks. Neither one of them's great. They don't have a high-flying offense. K-State has a really good defense. They've had five games this year where the opponent really hasn't scored a touchdown. You have to like K-State in this game because West Virginia's weakness is their secondary and Will Howard's a passing quarterback. A Kansas State win and a KU win and K-State's in the Big 12 title game. That's what's on the line this weekend in college football. We'll go over all that with Lee Sterling and more coming right up. Brought to you by Cross Kitchens, online at crosskitchenskc.com. Family owned and operated in Belton, Missouri. This is a wonderful local company of conservatives 
with craftsmen that take real pride in doing your job beautifully. And they do most jobs in two weeks or less. They really don't want to disrupt your life and your home life. Give Tim a call. Have him out to your home. Sit down and say, here's what we're thinking. What do you think? 816-898-7047 for crosskitchenskc.com. Oh, B-Stock, Black Friday's coming. Black Friday, here we go. Black Friday is coming in one week, and they've got a couple of doozies at B-Stock all ready for you. Vizio, 65-inch OLED TV, 4K, $1,400 everywhere else, $999 at B-Stock. Just ask them for their best TV at the best price. That is a killer high-end television for under 1000 bucks. And, wow, do they have laptops. Hundreds of laptops in stock, different models. Most of them, many of them, Dell, the number one laptop maker in the world. The Dell Latitude 5400 has a 14-inch full HD screen, Windows 10 Pro. It's just $349. B-Stock has hundreds of laptops under $500, and most of them are Dell. Online at bstock.net or visit them at 14680 South Flaming Road. And Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com. Why wait? Find out what's inside today with your MRI or CT scan, or your heart scan. Find out your plaque score. It's all at medimageks.com. For an appointment, call Tricia at 785-856-0224. Don't mess around with your hospital chain and wait three weeks for your scan. Do it today at Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com. Again, a reminder to everyone. We talk about these sponsors. I don't do minute-long commercials like radio and other media outlets. I don't spend a lot of time talking about each one of them. I know that you've heard them before. Sometimes you don't remember the name. You certainly can't memorize the phone number. We have one website where they're all listed. All the sponsors are listed first. Then after that, we have what we call list members of the KK list. And they're not podcast sponsors, but they are also conservative businesses that you want to do business with. It's thekklist.com. I need to say it more often because I keep getting emails. What's the name of your list again? It's the KK list. The KK List, thekklist.com. You have to put T-H-E in there, thekklist.com, thekklist.com. It couldn't be more simple, thekklist.com. You want to do business with conservatives? Go check out thekklist.com. All right, Lee Sterling is here. Let's go over some lines this weekend and see who thinks he's who he thinks is going to win, more importantly, by how many on KKHI. Hit it. The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Joslyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, or online at joslynsjewelry.com. Lee Sterling had a rare off week a week ago, but he's ready to bounce back this week. But he's still been taking care of the patrons here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. He got the win on Thursday night, so we will take that for sure. Anytime we can get it. And he's offering the Baker's Dozen this week for $97. That's going to be 13 games, including his college underdog play of the year. It is ParamountSports.com. He is Lee Sterling, a national handicap champion. He's my friend. He is to be trusted. And let's win, Lee. Let's get back in the groove, buddy. What do you say? Yep, rare. Losing Sunday, it happens. We had three games all go down in a matter of seconds. So, rare losing Sunday, our first this year. We'll bounce back. Still 11 out of 14 winning weeks overall. Have a great week. The trend in the NFL, I saw this uh, tweet somewhere yesterday. It's out of, obviously out of Vegas. It's the statistics. If you're a four-point underdog or more this year mm-hmm. in the NFL, you're covering the spread 69% of the time. 
and teams that are four-point underdogs or more are winning like 49% of those games. So it, the big yeah. underdog in the NFL this year, for whatever reason, it, it's been it's just been a huge success. And unders have hit. It's it's a man, it's been a weird year so far. You've navigated that and done really well until all hell broke loose last week in those in that noon hour. You're you're one o'clock hour on the East Coast, but our noon games, all hell broke loose around three o'clock our time last Sunday. Yep. Uh yeah. It was late fourth quarter. So uh, if the games would have stopped after three quarters, it probably would have been undefeated or maybe had one loss. So I, I feel pretty confident. You know, it happens sometimes. You get some some bad breaks, uh, officials calls, you know, you know, pick sixes, everything happened to us. So uh, let's let's see if we can grind out a nice win, winning week this week. I feel like when I see trends this late in the season that are that lopsided yeah. in Vegas over the course of a year, I feel like those will even out and it could come back the other way. Do you Do you care about outcome trends as the season goes on, or do you particularly just watch teams? I just watch teams. I mean, it, it, it usually does even itself out, but um, I'm a little more adept at watching teams and yeah. being able to spot things. And a lot of times I'm watching a game from the week before, and all of a sudden I see something the way they match up with the other team. So when I find that, a lot of my selections, I, I pretty much have in my head, you know, Monday or Tuesday, I'm ready to go. All right, should be fun. The Baker's yep. Dozen is up 97 bucks. The college underdog play of the year is there. And I think you ought to jump in and get this from Lee Sterling right now. ParamountSports.com is the easy way to do it. You can always call Lee at 800-400-9741, but it really is easier to log on to ParamountSports.com. His free play of the week will be Dallas and Minnesota, and he'll give that to the first 10 callers that give him a holler. Let's pick some games, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Let's start in the Big 12, and I'm very excited that my Kansas State Wildcats are alive and kicking, and they're going to be big favorites. I think their last two games, they win them both. They're in the Big 12 championship game where they will, in almost all likelihood, play TCU, which is a two-and-a-half favorite over Baylor this week. What say you? Yeah, so in in this game, I, I, you know, when I was watching that TCU game, I said this is going to be a tough game. The reason, maybe more than anything, is Gary Patterson. I mean, he dialed up the game plan for, for Texas in that game. He recruited every single player practically. So um, it was going to be a tough, tough game, and they gutted it out. Uh, they faced a team in Texas that was probably more talented than them, and uh, they were able to get through it on the road. So now they're going to face a Baylor team not as talented, not as hostile an environment, like shaping the quarterback for for Baylor, that's not throwing a touchdown pass in two weeks, just one in three weeks. And uh, TCU might lose. I just don't see it happening here. I, I, I'm going to lay the two and a half points. TCU continues on this this great run here, 27-20. Yeah, and I forget who they play in their last game. I should know that, but I don't uh, off the top of my head. But I, I, here's what I know about the history of this conference. We've seen Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, I think Iowa State one year. We've seen them all in position to go win the Big 12, and we've seen teams that have been undefeated. We've seen Baylor. We've seen Kansas State. We've seen Oklahoma State. These teams don't ever finish the deal. They always lose one. Like, I would bet my house right now, TCU does not make it into the playoff. No, I I agree with you. And their last game is against Iowa State at home. Okay, they should win that one. Wouldn't it be be typical Big Ten uh, history they win this week and then lose to Iowa State. It would, or to Kansas State if that's who they face in the title game. Which I, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I would. To me, 
If Kansas State plays TCU again and Will Howard's the quarterback, I think Kansas State's the favorite in that game. That's just me. Um, we'll right, see what happens. Right. I don't know that they'll get there. I mean, they got to get everybody's. Right. K State's got to get there. So uh, K State yep. can get there this week if they beat West Virginia and Texas loses to KU. So any combination of two K State wins or one K State win and a Texas loss, and the championship game is sealed. Texas on the road at Kansas uh, in Lawrence, and this is a big line for Texas nine and a half. Yeah, and Kansas is not afraid of them. I mean, not anymore. I mean, <laughs> once they broke through last year. So I think the emotional edge is with Kansas. They know that they can move on this defense. And then Texas's offense, Quinn Ewers, I mean, less than 50% completion percentage the last four games. As good as he looked before the injury, he has not looked like the same quarterback the last couple of weeks. So um, I just think that Kansas has nothing to lose here. I think Texas is one of these teams that's another four-loss, bowl-eligible team just playing out the string here. Texas survives 37-34, but Kansas covers it took Kansas State coach Chris Kleiman a long time to say Will Howard is the quarterback, and he said this week it is his team. Now, Adrian Martinez is unavailable in this game, but they think he'll be back next week, but it sounds like Will Howard has now won the job. The Wildcats playing a West Virginia team, and K-State is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And deservedly so. I mean, the kid has been incredible. And, uh, you know, on the other side, look at what's going on with West Virginia. They uh have a new athletic director who'll be coming in and when that happens you know you know the, you get the usual speech you know the ad is going to evaluate the coach at the end of the season i just think that neil brown's gone so uh these kids are going to start wondering you know where they're going to be next year do they hit the portal who their coach is going to be um they just can't get it done there's no consistency with this team and it starts with the quarterback jt daniels whenever he has a good game you know, it follows by, seems like, at least two bad games. And he's thrown at least one interception in five straight games here. Their defensive backfield cannot make plays on the ball. And Will Howard is on fire. I do not go against high quarterbacks. Kansas State, 37-14. All right, the Buffalo-Cleveland game in the NFL has been moved. Buffalo was listed as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. This can be really hard to pick. We want to just caution everybody. We look at these games because it obviously affects the Chiefs. But the game has been moved from Buffalo, where they're calling for six feet of snow over three days. They're moving this game to Detroit on Monday afternoon. I think it's a late afternoon start. Monday, Buffalo and Cleveland. Uh, Just generally, I guess, your thoughts on these teams, because there's no way to even know what the line will be now that they've moved it. So we're not going to necessarily hold you to a pick or anything here. But your thoughts about Buffalo playing Cleveland this week? I, I felt they had to do it to the to Detroit fans for, for all those losing teams. They actually get to watch a winning and a fun team. So uh, nice prize for them. But uh, I, I just don't think that Josh Allen's going to keep playing it, it, it and, and produce this many takeaways. And, I mean, turning the ball over, I mean, in the in the red zone, looks like they're going to win the game in overtime. The fumble at the half-yard line, um, just too good a quarterback in Cleveland. They had their one great game of the year. They play Cincinnati Halloween night. They win and look great. And then they go on a bye week. Miami uh, just just dominated them last week here. Quarterback situation isn't good here with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's he's like a statue back there. So I like Buffalo. I, I think they get back their mojo here, 31-16. Yeah, and I think COVID changed a lot of things. When they started moving their games around for COVID, it became easy for the NFL to move games. I said on the regular podcast on Thursday, Lee, all I want to do is turn yep. the fireplace on, pop some popcorn, 
wear my slippers and watch a snow fest in <laughs> Buffalo Sunday at noon. And now we're not going to get it. I don't know what would have been the problem with moving this game to Monday afternoon in Buffalo. I don't get the whole Detroit thing. I, I just am not sure. The NFL, everything since COVID is just so weird. It just seems so easy now to throw teams somewhere right. else and play a game. Well, the only thing is, remember, they usually like to get them there a day before. They may not have been able to get in on Sunday. Yeah, that, that could have been a problem. And I'm sure that's yeah. I'd be flying them Thursday. I just like, you're going right. Cleveland. We'll find someplace. Right. Well, there's got to right. be a good indoor facility that a, a college around there has somewhere that you can practice right. at. I would have sent their butt there and said, go play in the snow. Yeah, the University of Buffalo probably, I'm sure they have an indoor facility. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I, yeah. I just, I've always thought snow games are good for business in the NFL. I think most people oh. love watching them. Oh, they're great. Especially holiday season, yeah. right before Thanksgiving. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It seems yeah. like they'll do anything they can now to get away from weather. Yeah. All right, the Chiefs moved into a Sunday night game against the Chargers. The Chiefs, I, I think most people in Kansas City are saying this, Lee. The Chiefs can win the AFC West Sunday night, but they can't lose it. The Chargers' season is probably on the line. What do you think? Uh, I think so. And, and here's the problem for the Chargers. And, and they played really well for three quarters, as best as they could play. They they just ran out of players, <laughs> you know, on offense and defense. And, um, when that happens against a quality team like San Francisco, you're in trouble. And now you watch their offense. Justin Herbert is still very good, but he's throwing into really tight windows without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So it gets tougher and tougher for him. And then the, the Chiefs here, the pickup of Kadarius Tony, I think is huge. Here's another guy, you know, like you had Eustad Hill. He can turn a five yard reception into a 50, 60 yard touchdown. So gives him that dimension again. Even with the turnovers last week, uh, still one and covered. They're averaging 30 points per game on offense. Blowout city. They finally beat the Chargers easy here, 34-13. We have a Tyreek Hill drinking game in Kansas City. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, it's in full force. The Chiefs have scored more points. They have more yards. Mahomes has more touchdowns without Tyreek Hill and saving $20 million against mm-hmm. the cap. Hill's doing great. The Dolphins are awesome. They yeah. may face each other in the playoffs. But in Kansas City... Last week, between Nance and Romo and then the halftime show, they mentioned Tyreek Hill during the Chiefs game five times by halftime. That's the wow. new drinking game. When you hear Tyreek Hill, you take wow. a drink. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because so. we're all making fun of it. Hey, here. It's and, like, and, and, and think about this, Kevin. Could happen by me and Kansas sure. City in the playoffs. How I, great would that be? I, huh? I, I agree. I think everybody won here. I mean, the Dolphins are thrilled. Yep. The Chiefs are fine. Yep. Uh, you're right about Kadarius Tony. This is I can't even believe the Giants just basically gave him away for a you know a sack right. of footballs. I can't uh, there had to be it. some other things that were going on. He, you know, probably was the disruption. I don't think, uh, you know, he was the perfect soldier they wanted. So uh, you know, probably creating some rift, and he, well, you know, wasn't healthy. And hey, yeah, it's going to be the Chiefs game. Yeah, I, I listen. Unless it's some criminal element that we don't know about with this kid, he ain't coming in here and making waves. There's too many alpha males no, in that locker room. No. No, so. I think it was maybe just the attitude. I, you know, I don't know anything for sure, but I'm hearing some some rumors. You know, it might have been his attitude. But yeah. hey, you get to go, and even though the Giants are having a nice season, you get to go from the Giants to the Chiefs, catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I think he'll be he'll toe the line pretty pretty straight. Almost as good as being able to get 13 games from ParamountSports.com for just ninety seven dollars this pre holiday weekend, including your college underdog play of the year this week. This is an underdog that you're selecting as part of the 13 games, 97 bucks at ParamountSports.com. Yeah, I know you're feeling good this week. I am, and I, and I found this game. I'm not talking about a one or two or three-point underdog. I'm talking about an underdog of more 
than a touchdown, I think wins the game outright. Um, this is the perfect time. Normally, you got to be a monthly or season subscriber to get this game with any week or daily special. So you can get Saturday and Sunday, 13 games, including our college football game of the year, 45-unit best bet, just $97. And we're 3-1 and one documented this year on the 45 to 50 unit plays. The only play we lost was Air Force by half a point, and we're 54 and 19 on these plays, 40 to 50 unit plays going back the last 12 years. Love to have you on board. Uh, hopefully I can build the bankroll for you. Love the, the card this week. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Lee, that sounds great, man. Let's go get him. I appreciate you. Okay, we'll talk next week. All take right, care. take care. There's Lee Sterling. We'll have him on next week. We'll do it a day earlier next week as the holiday is on Thursday. He's at ParamountSports.com. And as always, you can just call Lee and get his free play right now, Game of the Week, Dallas and Minnesota. Dallas and Minnesota is his play of the week. If you want to get it absolutely free, just call Lee Sterling at 800-400-9741. That's 800-400-9741. Let's recap his plays. He likes TCU, minus two and a half at Baylor. The Horned Frogs to get that one. He likes Kansas to lose, but very closely to Texas. Take the nine and a half points and the Jayhawks. Thinks Kansas State is going to roll West Virginia on Saturday afternoon in Morgantown. Cats are a seven and a half point favorite. Lay the lumber. We took a little bit of a pass on Buffalo and Cleveland, but he anticipates Buffalo will pound Cleveland. We don't know what the line will be, but if you really like Buffalo, that line is going to come down from eight and a half. They've moved that game from Buffalo to Detroit on Monday. So you would think that Buffalo's eight and a half point spread should come down to seven and a half or seven. If you're thinking about playing the Bills, wait on that game. And he likes the Chiefs to roll the Chargers. He thinks the Chargers are just too beat up physically with injuries. And Kansas City makes a mockery of this one and runs away on Sunday night. Again, the play of the week is Dallas and Minnesota. It's yours free if you call Lee Sterling or if you want the Baker's Dozen, it is $97. Lee Sterling's appearance on KKHI is brought to you by North Kansas City Dental online at nkcdental.com. Dr. Bill Bush should be your new dentist. Schedule an appointment for the first of the year. It's time to get to the dentist, get your teeth cleaned, and get them checked out. Dr. Bill Bush would love to serve you and your family at NKC Dental. Two locations, one just north of the river, the other in Westwood near the plaza. It's nkcdental.com. Roberts Robinson, online at robertsrobinson.com, or right now you can get a $100 rebate on four tires. Roberts Robinson is the home of the lifetime warranty. Why settle for other GM dealerships that make you pay for the lifetime warranty when you can get it absolutely free and included at Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs? Call my buddy Tim Trader at 816-826-1563 and say, can you get me this vehicle or can you build me this vehicle? They'd love to work with you with 0% financing and $1,000 cash back. You will get the lowest price by directly calling Tim and working through it with him. It's so simple and so easy. We're online at robertsrobinson.com. And, of course, Window World, simply the best for less. Window World is the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're American-made, 0% financing, and once again, the J.D. Power & Associates Customer Service Award. Window World is the winner. Not surprised in any way, shape, or form. We appreciate all they do for us right here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. 
to get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties. Visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 